Hello and welcome to Making Mediumship the Norm, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Espinasi, known as New Zealand's Modern Medium, and I have been very privileged over the years to connect thousands of people to their loved ones in spirit, whether that be through one-on-one readings to my sellout Whispers from Above shows. I'm excited to be able to bring you this podcast where together we are going to be bringing mediumship into the everyday homes, the everyday hearts and everyday conversations. Whether you are here seeking solace after the loss of a loved one, needing guidance on your life's journey, or simply you have a curiosity to explore the mysteries of the universe, the Making Mediumship the Norm podcast is here to support you. My intention with each episode is to help you bridge the gap with life beyond this earth. So without further ado, let's tap in to today's episode. Hello, beautiful seekers. I am so honored to introduce you to our special guest today, Michaela, who has been one of my mentors and she is revolutionizing the spiritual industry. And I'm so honored to welcome her to share how she kind of got started on this journey of working with Christ consciousness. So Michaela is known as a red pill initiator for creation without lifting a finger from Christ consciousness. So I'm going to hand it over to her to introduce herself and how this all kind of unfolded. So a huge welcome to you, Michaela. And Austria says hello. Uh, I know it's been like a little bit with a hiccup with the time zone since you're in New Zealand and I'm in Austria, but as it always works out, it works out. So for those of you guys who don't know me, I'm Michaela. I have been, how am I going to put this the best? I have been living in ego and in limits for 40 years of my life. And then something happened that changed it all for me, which is where I found Christ consciousness and which is where I found how true creation actually really works and how it's always been intended to. For those of you who, well, I'm pretty sure some of your uh, people might know me as She Wolf Impact. So feel free to check out, feel free to ask questions and yeah. Yeah. I love your story because for me, it completely illustrates the power of mediumship and how mediumship really is the stepping stone to opening ourselves up to the power and creation and understanding of the universe. So in 2022, you had one of the most challenging, but probably biggest blessing in disguise. Things happened to you and that was the loss of your twin. So take us through that. What happened and how this unfolded to you finding your true self? So I'm going to go even further back in time to the year 2015, because that was actually the year where I discovered for myself mediumship as my dad passed away. So uh, I have done like educations in mediumship and I was channeling actually so-called dead ones uh, also for others. But for some reason, how am I going to say this? For some reason, it always felt as if a past one is like separate from us. It's like as if they are gone and me desperately 
trying to get a message from them to keep being able living here in the world of the matter. And in 2022, uh, in February 2022, my identical twin sister passed away completely suddenly. And how that journey unfolded is like, first of all, I never even knew that such things even existed. And second of all, that we are living in an illusion, so to say, because I never questioned the world we are living in. Because as a human, you're simply going about your day, you're trying to achieve your dreams, you're following your dreams, you're doing like what you have seen everyone else doing, never really questioning if this could be an illusion. So as my twin sister passed away, how this all started. I mean, you and I, we've been working together before the passing. So you know how much of a strategic person and how much of a doer and actor I was in a sense of like go-getter and like making things happen. And then the past- Really good at that, by the way. Let's just say like you were really awesome at working in the 3D in that sense. Thanks. But also at the same time, I'm so full that I'm no longer in this dimension, if you want to call it dimension, because life on the other side is so much more liberating. And it's it's like truly bliss, regardless of what 3D is showing us. And how this entire journey, well, it was the starting point with the passing of my twin sister. And then what happened for me was I slipped into what I thought is an identity crisis because I always knew who I was. I always identified myself as a seven-figure earner online helping other entrepreneurs reaching their income goals. Like I always knew that this would be me. And then suddenly I had an identity crisis or what I thought was an identity crisis and I no longer knew who I was. And I always started asking the question, who am I? Nothing makes sense anymore. And that question ran so deep into my being that I knew if I did not find the answer to it, like life literally doesn't make sense for me to be continued because everything, what we have learned about how law of attraction works, how life works, how success works, how we're supposed to be living, everything felt as if one and one equals eight. Like, regardless of of, of what kind of perspective I was trying to see it, it always equaled eight. It didn't make any sense. So, and what happened then was, obviously the answers came because I, one day in March, 2022, I one day had the realization of like, hey, wait a second. I hear people speaking about their truth, your truth, my truth, his truth, her truth. And I was like, okay, if we are like seven, seven or eight billion people, this would mean we have equally as much truth as there are humans. And then I was like, okay, but then nothing can be true. Because if we are 8 billion people or 7 billion, I don't need, I don't know the exact number. Who knows? Then, then we would have 7 billion truths. So none of that is true. And then uh, the answer came along with, like it's super logical as well. It's only perception. But 
like what someone considers as their truth is only their perception, which is not truth. Uh, and I also found then that truth is only and always will be just one. And this is actually what you see in every scripture, regardless of the religion. What you see all these enlightened masters uh, teaching, it's always one truth and it's not their truth. It's like one big truth that was given to them. And the way how it happened for me was, I remember, I still have to laugh. I remember I was at home sitting on my couch all by myself. And suddenly I heard a loud voice saying to me, go and watch Matrix. And I was like, why would I watch a sci-fi movie? I'm not into sci-fi at all. And I've never watched Matrix. The first movie is like 20 years old and I've never seen it. And that night I watched Matrix and I did not understand it. Like I, I could feel with every part of my being, I could feel that there is truth in there, but I could not, I could not understand it. I could not grasp it. So then what happened was I was being guided to reread the Bible and I read it from front to back and back to front. And the same thing happened here. I could feel truth, but I could not grasp it because they are speaking so much in metaphors and like the, the scripture being taken literal. And you know how we all have been taught scripture by religion. So it's like literally people living on past timelines, having experienced X, Y, Z. It's like a story. But as I said, in that moment, I could feel truth, but I could not understand it. And then what happened, and I will never forget this day. It was the 27th of March, 2022. I was again at home and I had my laptop on my lap. And as I sat there, it felt suddenly as if a major cord was being cut and shooting into my body. And I just paused and I was like, what's going on here? Because I, I really sensed a physical dizziness, but a very strange dizziness. I mean, we've all have been dizzy, but this was completely different dizziness. And within 10 minutes, I was so sick, like I've never been in my entire life. Like within 10 minutes, I was crawling into my bed and I could not move for 24 hours. It felt as if every part, every cell, every muscle of my body is burning. And after 24 hours, I just got up and I was fine. And back then I thought like, oh, well, maybe it was a flu or whatever, because I've never had such thing. I did not connect it to what was really going on here because that was now in hindsight, it was the unplugging. So I did not know in the moment that this was the unplugging that was happening to me. And neither did I know back then that we are living in an illusion. So what happened after me being sick for 24 hours like that, I started to have ex like physical experiences of really seeing how everything is connected. Like I could physically see it. Um, or another example would be like, if I would hear a bird, I I become the bird. Like, I know this sounds strange, but no, nothing was ever separate again. And I really would have those physical experiences. And then the out-of-body experiences started to happen. And <laughs> I just have to laugh because I felt like as if 
I'm being pulled out of my body and I cannot stay in my body. And I remember when they then said to me like, hey, you got to go to therapy because clearly there is some form of, of psychic stuff going on uh, or psychological stuff, let's call it this way. And uh, in hindsight, it makes me laugh because all along it was the awakening that was happening. And when you awake, people try to cure you from it. So Absolutely. That you, so that you remain in the illusion. And after a while, like I could see, for example, also with timelines, yeah, I had a physical experience that every timeline is happening at the same time. There is no past, there is no future. And also what humans perceive to be the now in the 3D reality is also not the now. So literally, it's like I had all those physical experiences and with them came the knowingness. And then I really started to investigate like, hey, what is actually happening with me? Because I could not make sense of it. Like it's it's like you're being thrown out of the matrix and then you're like, whoa, where am I? What's going on? And then kind of like the pieces came all together and I started like really studying them. And this is where then truth was revealed to me. And when I went back into re-watching Matrix and into rereading the Bible, it was as if I've watched a whole new movie and as if I read a whole new book, even though the movie hasn't changed and the Bible hasn't changed. And suddenly I could not only feel the truth, but suddenly I could grasp it, suddenly I understood it. And then everything was so clear and I started living by their truth. And I have to say my entire life within 12 months has changed completely, like completely. And what a beautiful gift your sister, your, I should say your identical twin gave you in a sense, this through heartache, through loss, the incredible rebirth into I don't know what we really call it outside of the matrix, really outside of this illusion that. Into our true nature, because who we really are is not the human with its human thinking and the human's emo- human emotions. Who we really are is us being gods. Because, and I mean, you know that quote because I love it so much. It's like literally God became man. He descended into man so man could become God. And this is why we're playing that game of the illusion. We have to forget who we really are to find out who we really are. And that who we really are has nothing to do with with a human identification of like, I'm a seven-figure earner online, da-da-da-da-da. Because that is all the ego again. That is all the human thinking again. It's, It's like attaching itself to an identification because it doesn't know who it is without that identification. And yes, I totally agree to what you've said. My sister gifting me the greatest blessing ever because I'm pretty sure if that would not have happened, I still would be living in the illusion and still would be living in ego and still would be living just like everyone else is living or the majority of people is living because they don't know that there is an illusion. No. And this is why I speak all the time about how the loss of a loved one kind of activates this dormant part of ourselves that go that goes, wait a minute, I'm not a human body. I'm a soul. I'm the universe. I'm God, whatever label we want to call it, right? I'm source. And 
wait, there's more to life just on earth. And then we start this whole journey of what else is out there? We start to question, we start to dive into spirituality and start to maybe explore personal development or however it happens. So I always say, you know, connecting with your loved ones kind of helps you to develop the muscle of how to connect with consciousness beyond this earth. Because in the beginning, if you're like, I'm connecting to an angel, you might be like, well, I don't know this angel. Whereas if you're like, I'm connecting with mom, well, you know, mom, or you know, your sister, for example. And you really are speaking my language because I really believe, and I have said this for such a long time, that we are all interconnected. There is no separation. You know, we're not separate from God. We're not separate from each other. And I feel like sometimes because of religion, and I'd really love your insight on this, the word God maybe gets a bit of a bad rep. <laughs> I know I was brought up Catholic, so I was like, I'm never using the word God because it was like, oh my gosh. But I feel like potentially Christ consciousness is getting a little bit misunderstood because of how it's perceived in religion. So can you help us maybe unpack a little bit some of the misconceptions that prevent people from stepping into Christ consciousness? So I would say there are a lot of misconceptions, not only when it comes to religious programming regarding of God and Christ consciousness, but also what you have said about that everything is interconnected. And I would even go a step further and say, when there is only you, every person out on planet Earth, every consciousness is you pushed out in another person. So when I'm like literally speaking to my twin sister, I'm actually speaking to myself. It's like, if you would compare it to, uh, you have an entire ocean, yeah? And you extract all these little drops out of the ocean as the human, so to say. You would never say, okay, that little drop has no ocean in there. So it's literally, the ocean is the allness. It's the I amness. It's It's all there is. It's God. I love that. I use that analogy all the time, how a wave in the ocean is a individualization of the ocean, right? Like you can't have the ocean without the wave and all of that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what you're saying, right? Uh, But what, what humans are doing is like they perceive themselves as the drop, meaning I have to get to the ocean because they don't see themselves as the ocean. Exactly, exactly. Simply because of human restriction or of human ego, because the ego cannot afford to let you find out who you really are, because this would mean, and the ego is very sneaky and very smart, the ego knows that if you would find out, there is no effort for you in creation. And therefore, it has to keep you in ego, that you that you keep doing all the things like for example making things happen by 
doing strategy online or having to even work for your money the same goes for like praying to god because if we take that back now to religion why do people pray to god they pray to god in a sense of like an external entity yeah like this higher mighty power they don't even know that they are god they don't know that they are the ocean And this is why it's like the drop praying to the ocean and then asking the ocean to give them something in the 3D reality when even like the hook of 3D reality is like a drug. If you're dependent on 3D reality to have something in 3D, you will never find your own source within and you will never become or re-become God who you always were. You will never become the ocean. And uh, when it comes to religion, religion, uh, I have been religious, I think, until 2004. (laughs) And then I left religion. But as you know, I just love the Christ teachings very much because everything that you find in scripture has nothing to do with those humans that are being portrayed in the book. But it's all to do with the drama of consciousness, meaning uh, people being in ego and therefore they're suffering. And then like who you really are, which is Christ consciousness. And therefore, Jesus said, I am my father, I want. The moment when you are accessing Christ consciousness, this is actually when you find God. And who are you going to meet as God? Yourself. It has never been someone else but you. I love that. And I, I this is something I do my best to try and teach people. Sometimes, you know, we might replace the word God for universe or source or you know, what, whatever feels good, but exactly. It really doesn't matter. Tomato, tomato. It's the exact same thing, but I have seen you, you know, talk online and people getting really upset when you say to them, you are God. And they're like, no, God is this. And it's like, it's interesting to still have people believe that there is something higher than themselves that has all the power over them and that we are just this itty bitty human living life going if I do good I'll I'll go here and I'll get this or if I work harder I'll have that and so what would what would you say to people who want to kind of get it but they still can't in themselves go but how am I God? How am I God? Like, how is that even possible? So the first thing, yes, people like, especially in in religion, people like, which is normal, by the way, because the ego and the ego of a human is the human. Yeah. So, so a religious person who is so much into religion, they have to fight truth. Why? Because religion has nothing to do with truth. Have you ever seen Jesus preaching about religion? No. He's always just taught Christ consciousness. He's always just taught truth, but never religion. And we have been sold the concept of religion in order to remain powerless. Because what would the world be if everyone knew their own power? If everyone... (laughs) What a world it would be. (laughs) Exactly. And 
And even if you go into religion like a little bit deeper, you also see that religion splits into two forces, meaning the good and the bad. You have to be doing good in order to receive good. If you don't do good, I'm going to punish you. That's not a God. That is actually ego because only ego lives in separation. And that separation can cause fear. And this is why people can never raise to who they really are. Because they are being as if it's the same thing, as if you're being born into 3D, completely merged with your five senses. The same goes for ego. It's like the false sense of self, and you think it's the real self. But as I always say, truth has always been hidden perfectly within the illusion. So it, it's literally like, and this is why I think my story fits so well to this. It's literally like identical twins. They look the same, they, they sound the same, they laugh the same, but they're completely two different people, so to say. They're completely two, two different characters. And that's the thing with truth and illusion. They look the same. Religion looks like truth. It's not. It's illusion. 3D, 3D looks like a reality. It's not. It's an illusion. Yeah. So you see, it's like literally the game is perfect of, of how it, truth has been hidden within the illusion and how humans actually, when they are unaware of who they really are, are playing it the complete reverse way, meaning... They are the ones making it happen. They are the initiators for an outcome in 3D when you never needed to do a single thing. Or how I like to say it, when you never needed to lift a single finger. In oh, I want to dive into that. You saying never lifting a finger because it just sounds so glam, by the way. I'm like, I don't want to lift any fingers because you know what, Michaela, I truly believe I was Cleopatra. <laughs> People can fight me on that. I really believe I was Cleopatra. So I'm very much like all about being a queen. And uh, so not lifting a finger sounds really amazing to me. Can you tell us what you mean by that? I know I understand that it's about being in the beingness, but can you maybe simplify it for us? for those that are maybe new to Christ consciousness or ready to embody Christ consciousness? Okay, I would start off with a counter question. If you were to explain the concept of manifestation, how would you explain it to the world? Oh my gosh, it's a disaster. <laughs> I don't think manifestation is taught correctly anyway, so I don't think I have an answer for that. So I'm just going to go with that manifestation concept because I believe it's easier for people because so many humans, if they try to navigate through life, they will come across the law of attraction. But even the law of attraction is an illusion. Why? Because how it's typically taught is, okay, you got to be a vibrational match to the thing that you want. So there are several things happening here. First of all, the moment I start to manifest or try to manifest, I, or better, my ego makes me believe, oh, that thing is separate from me. So here we go again. We have the separation. It thinks that, that wealth, the money, the house, the partnership, whatever, it's right now not here. Yeah. So it, it starts off from a point of separation. 
Then the next thing, because of the point of separation, it makes me do all these things. It makes me do a two-cup method, a journaling. It makes me do a vision board. It makes me do all these things. So I am going to be left as the one making it happen. It's literally like as if I would have to create the condition for the condition to be created. And that's the reverse game because you don't have to create a condition for the condition to be created. It's simply not working that way. You never need it. As I say, you never needed to lift a single finger for the thing to be in your 3D because it was never a way. However, when you're fully immersed in 3D, you think it's a way because you don't see it, you don't experience it, and you have no proof of it. Because we're all living and 3D is not a reality. It's a shadow reality. This is why it's an illusion. It's not the real reality. As long as you think 3D is a real thing, you're living in the illusion. And, yeah. and then this, this is what people then do. They don't know 3D is a shadow reality. They don't know being human is the shadow self. It's not the real self. It's the shadow self. And that shadow self has like a belief system it has a brain it has all the thinking it has all the beliefs in it and this is why you see people doing all those techniques of personal development or even the spiritual industry like healing something or or just like working with energy or or mindset work or doing subconscious work why are people doing that they are doing that because they think Oh, if I heal myself, the mirror is going to reflect something differently. The mirror is going to reflect what I want. So, so they're playing the shadow world, which is 3D, as the mirror game. And it was never meant to be played as a mirror game because it was always meant to be used as the portal to Christ. And this is why it's such a perfect game, because we're all born into the amazing framework of 3D, which is a shadow world, as shadow selves, which are is the human. And by that, we can access the light, the real light. I'm not speaking about people who say, like, I'm sending love and light. I'm not speaking about those spiritual people who are, who might be aware of awareness, but still are sick, but still don't have a fulfilled life, but still are broke, whatever it is. Because the divine pattern is literally you being abundant, you being healthy. Like there is always just the perfect state and nothing else but that. Everything else is a distortion. Everything else is created from within the shadow. So when people are being in the shadow world of 3D as humans, which is the shadow self, what they are trying to do is with all those techniques of manifestation, of success mindset, of mindset work itself, pattern work, or even implying specific strategies so people would buy online from them. It's always whatever you do in order to create an outcome is you literally shining shadow on an object this is why you have to keep working on the shadow because no shadow can reflect if you shine shadow on an object versus if you would go out right now and take a lamp uh like a flashlight into your hand and you shine it on a cup there is nothing for you to do the shadow will reflect itself but you have to become real light 
And most humans aren't because they don't know that all the personal development work they're doing is actually reinforcing the human ego and not getting them out of ego. I love that. I feel that there are parts of what I do or that I have or maybe still do that I'm like, oh, I feel like, you know, there are definitely things that I do that are very 3D to help my people like kind of step into it. I'm kind of like, okay, we have to start somewhere <laughs> and helping them kind of get to that point of understanding and going, wow, okay, Christ consciousness. Because it is quite a big concept to grasp in a way when you have been so immersed in what you think is this reality. Like when you think this is what my eye see is real, it's actually not. It's a little bit like, what? You know, people start to freak out. They don't understand it. You know, the majority of my career, I've been working with non-tangible energy. So for me, it's like, yeah, <laughs> stuff that isn't there makes more sense to me than stuff that is here in front of us. So what I would love for you to share is some of the incredible things that have happened for you. How has your life changed? Because yes, you experienced the loss of your father a few years ago, the loss of your sister, but now there are some incredible things happening in your life since Christ consciousness is something that you've embodied. So share with us what is possible when we step outside this illusion that we are separate to everything. Oh my gosh, I get goosebumps now because I swear, like, you know, there is the quote, the only limit is you. And what people in illusion try to do is they try to expand the you as if it was a cup so it can hold more, yeah? And that is the big grand illusion because the task was never to expand the, the you, but to remove the you completely. So what I'm asking of you is, can you have no belief at all right now? No belief because every belief is an illusion. Yeah, Every belief is like you trying to expand the you. So when I take it to this quote, it's, it's like the only limit is you. So... The task was never to expand the you so that you can like expand the limits. The task was always to remove the you completely. And this is then where true limitlessness happens real time, because also time is a concept of the mind. There is no past. So why would I heal wounds of the past when it never really existed? Why would I manifest something into like in the thinking of, oh, I will have it in the future when there is no future. So you see how it's literally the mind and the human and all the beliefs we have are an intrinsic part of that big illusion. And if we go back to the only limit is you, remove the you and there you will have no limit at all. I'm going to share with you how my life changed and it's like, it's like nothing less but mind-blowing. I know. And that's why I'd love for you to share. And I often, like, I often sit here and I'm like, holy heck, like, how can it be that we have been blinded for so long? But the thing is, no one else is doing this to us. It's us doing it to ourselves. Because we, as God, imposed the human up on us 
so that we don't know who we really are. And that is effort. It's effort to keep the human alive. Because if I go back, my life before was like, just like anyone else, I was having my business, I was working online, I would show up every day. I would create seven figures from that in 12 months, yes, by applying the strategy, by applying the pattern work, by applying the subconscious work, by applying the journaling, like any method you know, I have done it in order to get that outcome in 3D, which is as long as I'm hooked on 3D, I'm hooked on the illusion. So and how my life changed was from when it comes to business, I experienced seven figure wealth within only a few days. No strategy applied. No posting applied, no growing an audience applied, no sending out an email or holding a webinar or whatever you see people doing. No, it found me. It came to me. Yeah. And now we're speaking about multi-eight figures with several businesses because even further businesses unfolded for me. They found me. I never thought that I would be anything else or I don't even want to say I would be because that would be an identification. But I never thought about owning more than my, than my mentorship business because how, why would I? And now all these businesses have found me and actually also here, seven figures, which took me before 12 months of inner and outer work to being created found me then in just a couple of days without me doing a single thing. And now those seven figures have turned into multi-eight figures. So, so you see even wealth, regardless of what you see people teaching of like, you have to grow an audience, you have to show up, you have to hustle, you have to heal, you have to whatever. All of that is the illusion because I can guarantee you from my own experience, there is nothing for you to do to receive because Receiving was always meant to be unconditional. So why are people trying to create a condition when it was always meant to be unconditional? And the same goes for like relationship. I mean, I'm I'm 41, but I always say a number is, it's just a number on the paper. My whole life, I struggled with relationships. So I would constantly either attract partners that were emotionally unavailable or in some other form, I don't know, like it would not work out. I'm and sure many women can relate. Yes. And it did not dawn on me that it has nothing to do with the other person and at the same time, nothing to do with me. Because here is the thing, especially when it comes to relationship, we are being taught, oh, if you attract the toxic person, you have that within you. Yeah, And this is why then people run and go into self-development, into self-optimization, uh, into healing, into whatever. Why are they doing so? Because we have bought into the illusion that life is a mirror game. And because I want to change the mirror, now I think I have to change me. And that was never the case. So literally what happened for me was, I went from one disaster relationship to the next one until I was 40. And then I stopped doing all the personal development. I stopped doing all the healing. I stopped doing all those 
oh, you got to have boundaries. You've got to work on worthiness. I stopped all of that and I stepped into Christ. And within minutes, also here, I did not go on a date. I did not use a dating platform or I did not go and make it happen. Within minutes, my partner found me. He came into my experience without me lifting a single finger. And how it unfolded was through devotion. Because the thing is, the majority of humans are unable to devote due to having boundaries, standards, references, preferences, whatever. And this is why, for example, especially when it comes to energy, people always teach you, you got to follow what feels good. That is ego-based teaching. Why? Because only ego does what it loves. But consciousness can do everything with love. And here comes in the devotion, meaning... Oh, I don't know if I can do cleaning with love. A what? Eh? I'm like, I don't know if I can do cleaning with love. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. And the thing is, uh, when it comes to devotion, people, because of ignorance of ego, it's like almost impossible for humans to devote. And this is what I have seen, especially in partnership, because of how it unfolded for me. I was very tempted as this was happening in my, how am I going to say, in my beginning phases of Christ consciousness, so to say, yeah, I was very tempted to say no to things, meaning, uh, for example, if my partner said to me, okay, let's, let's go there, I would be like, oh, cannot be bothered, oh, it was such a busy day, da, 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 da. And this has nothing to do with devotion. And people do this with everything. They say money has to come in through this through this one specific business that I built online. Money has to find me a certain way. I have to be creating a course so that money can come in. So what they're constantly doing, unaware to them. And this is, you can check with yourself in every area of your life. It can be relationship. It can be even with your kids. It can be in business. Like whatever you're looking at, you will find that you are the one trying to dictate on how a thing or a person needs to behave in order for you to feel good. And that's the thing what happens with relationships because if people knew about how the ego operates, how 3D is actually not a mirror game, but a portal to Christ, they would also see no person ever would have needed a separation or a divorce because what they're actually doing here is they're saying, and I was the same, when a relationship no longer worked out, I was saying like, okay, this is no longer working for me. So then I would go and I would have, or I would attract, I don't like the word attraction because it means it's separate from you, but I would attract the new person. I would play the exact same game, just with a different face. And that's the thing. When you know how all of this works, really, it does not matter who you are in a relationship with. Why? Because you can love this person unconditionally. Meaning, if that person says something that hurts you, the real you cannot be hurt. Only the ego can be hurt. 
Therefore, there would not be any fight. There would not be any separation at all. Yeah. And this is why you then simply can love, fact the same love Jesus demonstrated, that unconditional love. I mean, come on, they cruci crucified him on the cross. Do you think he, he thought, oh, this is going to be fun. Let's, let's get up there. No. But what he did was he devoted to it. And that is true devotion. It's never about following the good feeling, following the bliss. Because when you're being in Christ, things just are. They no longer receive a label of this is good, this is what I like, and this is bad, this is what I dislike, and this is why I cut it out, this is why I have a boundary around it, and this is why I don't allow it. Because even if you look around in the personal development industry, we are being taught that boundaries is a must-have, that standards are a must-have. What you are really being taught is how to be a bigger ego. Because when things just are, why would you need a boundary around something if there wasn't a judgment? So this leads us to, and I see it happening all the time. People work on their boundaries. They level up their boundaries. Why are they doing? Because they actually want to avoid what they think is bad. They want to lock it away. And this is why they have a boundary, yeah? And this is what people call standards and it's a must-have and whatever. So they're trying to avoid the thing to be happening to them, yeah? When in fact, what they are really doing here is they are rejecting not only to access Christ, but also uh, the unfolding of what wants to manifest because they just want to have it their way, based upon their preferences, based upon their boundaries, based upon their standards. It's all ego-based and therefore it's always going to be conditional. And this is why humans or majority of humans receive conditional. This is why they are the ones having to make it happen versus you just living your best life ever and you cannot. Oh, and I love this, this one. If you use real light, no force on planet Earth can stop the shadow from reflecting. No force on planet Earth can stop the shadow from reflecting. Regardless of what the belief is, regardless of, it doesn't matter. I'm like a sponge in some way going. <laughs> I feel like, you know, what you say is stuff that I talk about quite a lot. And a lot of it, I didn't even know where it came from. I have to say that when I started listening to the things you were saying about Christ consciousness, I was like, wait a minute, this is what I've been saying, just not knowing that this is Christ consciousness. I'm going to be really honest and say that I don't feel I'm fully embodied in Christ consciousness. I feel like I'm still, I don't know, playing with it, trying to understand it a little bit more in a sense. And it's definitely something that I hope that more and more people step into because it is how life was always intended. This illusion, this simulation that we're in is not serving us. And I really believe, and I've been saying this for a little while as well, is that the personal and spiritual development industry is actually quite detrimental. Some of the stuff that people are doing in the hope that it is helping people is not. And I'm seeing it, you know, I'm seeing it unfold part of my gifts. And as you know, 
is that my intuition is pretty bang on <laughs> with things. And I'm like, oh, what is kind of going on? So in your opinion or in your in your embodiment of Christ consciousness, what is it that you would recommend people start to, it's not, it's not even the word I want to use, like start to do, but I don't know how else to kind of explain that. Like, what is the thing for them to find themselves, like their true self? That is a good question because... That's a million-dollar question? <laughs> if you try to understand it, you won't find it. And that's the thing. The mind cannot grasp truth. It's impossible, yeah? So what people need to know is, first of all, what is the ego? Because people think ego is being selfish. This is why the majority of humans think they don't have an ego. Well, every thought that you think... Every emotion that you think is ego. So when people say, follow your heart, well, you're actually following a program. You're actually following the illusion. Because everyone who followed their dream had to work hard for that dream. So you see, if I would ask you right now, who are you without any thought and without any emotion? I'd say I'm the goddamn universe. Is that the answer? <laughs> like, that's what I believe I am. I'm the goddamn universe. I'm God. I, that's... That, that would, like, imply it's a belief. Like, do you, like, there is a difference between believing and knowingness because knowingness doesn't require any belief at all. It's like, it's like how am I going to say this? When we are born as humans, we know we are humans. There is no question about it. I don't even have to believe it, yeah? And the same goes when you know who you are. There is such a knowingness that doesn't that doesn't come with a belief. Actually, every belief is also part of an illusion too. Yeah, I so, would agree with that. So as I said, people need to understand what the ego is. It's not the selfishness. That's just like the bigger ego. Yeah, uh, but everything that is human is ego. And then the question arises: Who are you? And I would recommend everyone starting with that question, because as I, if we go back to my story, it started unknown to me with that question, who am I? Then the next thing is people need to know or learn about, I don't even want to say the word learning, because we don't need more knowledge. I'm like unlearning in a sense, isn't it? And learning of how we perceive 3D to be because we are taught 3D is a mirror game. It's not. It's simply not. We are taught 3D is literally based on based upon reflecting who we are. It's somehow that sentence in and of itself is somehow true, but misperceived, just like the quote I said, the only limit is you. Yeah. So many things. Humans are living in reverse way in regards to truth because truth is literally the exact reverse mechanism of illusion. And so when they understand how to utilize 3D as the portal to Christ, suddenly it clicks and suddenly it's very easy because in Christ there comes the knowingness of you being God. Why? Not only... Do you, understanding is, is, let's go with the knowingness. Not only do you know that you know that you know, but also you experience it. 
And the moment you experience it, this is where you never, you can never unsee truth again. Once you have seen truth, there is no way back for you. It's like Alice in Wonderland going down the rabbit hole or Neo taking the red pill, blue pill. Can't remember which one he takes. Red the, pill. Red pill, the red pill. But the, here is the thing. The majority of humans, they keep taking the blue pill unknown to them. Every technique of personal industry, maybe healing, maybe breath work, maybe belief work, maybe pattern work, maybe mindset work, maybe even like the expansion of you or the identity work. It's all the blue pill. You believe what you want to believe, but you don't know truth. And once you are in truth, I can guarantee you, like, not only for myself, but all of the people who have ever worked with me in truth, everyone says the same thing. It's true liberation. Liberation of what? Liberation of the cage you cannot see. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I I feel I have named Christ consciousness my Melissa version and I've called it soul love. And um, I, I really, my desire is to really help people come to the truth of who they are in, in the sense of the knowingness that they are not the labels, none of the labels that we put on ourselves. I'm not Melissa. Melissa is my human I guess identity but I'm not I'm not her that's not who I I am and I love that you are doing this work and that you are such a powerful voice you know <laughs> I see you and I salute you and I honor you really for being out there because you're contradicting so many people you're rustling so many feathers yet it it is the time to do so. We are in the decade of ascension where the earth is, is shifting from 3D to 5D. And, and I kind of, you know, I saw this quote because I kept seeing you talk about Christ consciousness, Christ consciousness. I was like, okay. And there is, you know, the quote that says that Christ will return to earth or whatever oh, it is. Yes. And the, the, the Christ is not as the person, but the Christ as consciousness. And exactly. Yeah, I got goosebumps all over my body. And so you kind of really helped me kind of unbeknown to you that you helped me really kind of start exploring all of this as well. And I feel in some ways I had to break away from the work I had been doing in the personal spiritual development industry. And I've come back full circle to really in my way, I guess, uh, bringing Christ consciousness in my stepping stone is making mediumship the norm to have these conversations where we are talking the stuff. I mean, I geek out on this stuff, Michaela, this kind of stuff is so cool to me. It's so much more interesting than who is doing who in, in the superstars. And you know what I mean? I'm like, this stuff is so interesting. This stuff is so much more meaningful. And I just want to say, you know, thank you for being that voice and thank you for empowering so many people with what you share on all your social media, because it really has made a difference in my life. And I hope, well, you just never know, it could happen tomorrow that I it clicks. I'm waiting for the click to happen for me, Michaela, like I'm waiting for it to just kind of click in. I'm waiting for that, like, okay, but... I just want to thank you for being such a shining light in this world. 
Thank you so much. And I just want to add you, add to this, that you know how I know that people are ready for truth? No. Big when they have, I'm like, is this a trick question? <laughs> when, when they have the splinter in their mind and you right now have the splinter in your mind because you just said it. Like, it's like so interesting to you and you want to solve it, yeah? So this is why you already are ready for a truth and the thing is because you said like okay uh when it comes to second coming of christ jesus like jesus never said a person is going to return it's exactly how you said christ consciousness is going to return and this christ consciousness is to be found in each and every single one of us it's amen not one chosen one it's like all of us because we are all one we all have the christ within us yeah and now more and more people are awakening to it so this is why i'm aware when i how am i gonna say when the ego ruffle the feathers <laughs> i'm aware that um i'm disrupting many many old structures so to say i'm just disrupting illusion but here is the thing it's not only me like many people have done it before me and many people will keep doing it because every single person i'm working with they are also going to create a ripple in the world it's going to be us more of us more in truth more in living in unconditional receiving more in living in truth and therefore, the world being exactly dead, heaven on earth. Absolutely. I love that so much because in my heart, I, I really believe like when I, with all the work that I've done as an intuitive, I mean, I've been doing this work to, since 2012. And this is when, you know, the earth started shifting in, in consciousness. And I didn't really understand it really at the time. And I have had all these visions and things that I just couldn't understand. It made no sense for the current situation of the world. And I was like, what? And now that, you know, this decade has happened and we know the shit show that this decade has been, right? It's made sense. It's kind of gone, okay, we're ready for this consciousness. More people have had enough of suffering. They've had enough of hating each other and being robbed by the system and all of this kind of stuff, they're ready. They're ready to step into this unconditional love, this, this truth that we are, we are one, like the law of one. And yes. yeah, I, I love this. And I'm, I and the law of one, sorry that for interruption, the law of one also, it does not only apply to us, but also to the 3D, because when we go back to all the boxes, to all the judgments, people think this is good, this is bad. No, if the bad and the worst case equally become one and the same, this is where you find wholeness. Yeah, there is no good or bad. People ask me, you know, when they come for readings, for example, um, is this the right decision? I'm like, there is no right decision. It just is a decision. <laughs> you know, stop making things good or bad because that is when we create that separation. But a lot of us, we're told, you know, be the good girl or do this or, you know, you'll go to hell if you do that. So I feel like thank you for 
really being a disruptor. I love, I feel like I am a little, little disruptor like you. I love disrupting the world and it's needed. So thank you for sharing this disruption. And before we kind of wrap up, I want to ask, because of course, this is all about mediumship as well. Do you connect with your sister? Have you received that unconditional love from her and immediately like the moment she passed away like in that second I could feel her I would say I could feel her like being fine being happy being like that unconditional love and this is where I knew it was okay and this is where I actually now in hindsight I say she did the all exit of the ego why because the last act of human being is letting the body go yeah so the last act is is like literally letting go of the physical body because the ego is everything else it's the thinking it's the emotions this is why people call about uh, uh, speak about ego death yeah but um the final act is letting go of the physical body so she literally had the all exit and that all exit of hers was literally creating my ego death so it's like I could not have found this beauty this I don't even have the the fitting word for it if she did not have passed away yeah so and and for her like I never feel separate from her never not a single second because you're not you're not separate from her exactly and the same thing goes like whenever um I just sit with her and we have our conversations. So oh, I say. love that. I love that. <laughs> it's always the same way. Like I would always receive rainbows because I remember the day she passed away. As I drove home after the call, I would see three rainbows in a row. And I was like, wow, I've never seen three rainbows in a row. So let's agree this on our sign for each other. And ever, ever since, whenever we're having a conversation or whatever, like everything connected to her always comes in rainbows. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. And we thank your sister because look at the legacy that she has also created in her passing, really. The incredible work you are doing in this world and well, within the universe, really, because the earth itself is not, you know, is not a single drop of the ocean, right? It is the whole ocean. So thank you for taking the time to speak to all of us here. Thank you for being the incredible woman that you are. Thank you for having me here. And I just hope whoever our words are reaching I just hope that it makes a difference. I just hope that this episode is going to guide even more people back home or at least bringing them on the track to back home. Because the thing is, you've never left home. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. And I'm sending you so much love from the other side of the world. And if people want to connect with you, where's the best way to find you? I mean, I'll link it into the episode anyway, but where can they following all this juiciness that I have been binging on? I would say it's Instagram where you just like type in She Wolf Impact because that's where I I always just share in my stories. And they're great. I recommend it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 
Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I want to express my utmost gratitude for having you joining me on this journey in making mediumship the norm. As we together continue to explore the depths of the spiritual realm, I ask if you could please leave a five-star review for the podcast. Your feedback and your ratings not only brighten up my day, but they also help others to discover the podcast so we can truly bring mediumship into the everyday homes and conversations. And if you're ready to dive in deeper and want to work with me and see what possibilities await you, I encourage you to book in a reading with me or to check out the Soul Love Academy. Thank you so much for being part of this incredible journey in making mediumship the norm. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Until then, remember that you are a gift to the world. Together we awaken, together we align, and together we ascend. Love always, Melissa Espinasi. Mwah!